Welcome to the Healing Grove Podcast. I'm Dr. Kristen Ryman, an integrative holistic family physician, author of Life After Lyme, and host in this virtual space of learning, healing, and growing. I believe humans are like trees, and our physical limb is only one of many. Health on all limbs of the tree, emotional, conceptual, social, spiritual, is absolutely required for the whole tree that is you to be vibrantly well. I created the Healing Grove podcast as a place to showcase some of the world's best integrative and holistic medicine, to expose you to transformative tools and mindset shifts for all limbs of your tree. I hope you enjoy our conversation in the Healing Grove today as much as I enjoyed having it. Hey, Rhea. Hi, how are you doing? I'm good. It's so good to see you. We were just talking about how it's been a really long time, so I'm really looking forward to this hour together. Yeah. And thanks Thanks for agreeing to come on and come on here again and share some tools with people. I think you've, you've, um, you make such a splash with people who work with you one-on-one and virtually. And I just want more people to know about what you do because so much of what you do has helped me and my family. Yeah. Good. Yay. Yay. Right. So everyone, um, this is my dear friend, Rhea Swift. She's a healer, a dancer, a human, a good friend. And she's got a lot of wonderful tools, so I'm excited to have this conversation. Rhea, why don't you uh, why don't you tell everyone more about yourself? Well, first, actually, let me just tell you how I met Rhea, because it's, Rhea, I think it was because I was doing that work with Lehigh Valley Hospital. We were looking for people to come speak to people with chronic pain, and someone gave me your name. Hmm. I remember calling you the first time I called you, and just being on the phone with you and hearing your story about you know, healing yourself from cancer. And I just was like, my mind was blown. And I was like, I have to know more about this person. And so just, I'm glad that our paths crossed and it's been a such a gift knowing you. So tell us a little bit about who you are and like kind of how you found your way to this path of being a healer. Well, it really, having cancer three times is what did it, you know, so the first time I had it, I did two years of chemotherapy and surgeries, a mastectomy. And after all of that was done, I found another lump in my other breast. So I just said, can't do that anymore. I can't go back and do all of that again when it didn't work. That's how I felt about it. So I yelled at God and I just I really yelled at God. And I said, you son of a bitch, if you are who you say you are, then you you heal me, heal me or kill me. You have a week. And I meant it because I was ready to kill myself. I would have OD'd. I could not have gone through what I went through those two years. So within about a week and a half, I just, my life was just guided and directed and taken places. And I was at my first energy medicine practitioner who did something called thymokinesiology, which integrates the right and left hemisphere of your brain. And that takes the stress off the immune system. Most of us are not permanently integrated. We're always working towards that integration, you know, cross crawl, all that stuff does that. And I did Bach flower remedies and I took a frequency that canceled out cancer. And in a month, the tumor was gone. And then I found ovarian cancer, um, probably two years, three years later, maybe. And I ended up, it's a long story, but I ended up at Hannah Kroger's place and Boulder, Colorado called Peaceful Meadow Retreat. And she just put her hands on me and said, I command this cancer be gone now in Christ's name. And it's a whole to do she does went away, was gone in like 10 minutes. So I wish that was uh, an option for everybody. 
I'm not there yet. You know, someday I might be, who knows? But I found that getting better is not hard, which is why I do this, because I want people to know that you don't have to suffer. You don't have to hurt to get better. It just Mm -hmm. doesn't make sense to me. So, you know, that was my focus in doing this. God, if I could get rid of cancer in a month, oh my God, what else is possible? Like, what else can we do with this? And, and, you know, just, I just kept being taught, taken places, given jobs I didn't ask for, money I didn't ask for, houses I didn't ask for. I just, you know, somebody else was directing the show. And that went on for, that's probably still going on a little bit, not as much as it was before. But what I have learned through all of it, I've been doing it 38 years, is that the key to being healthy is it's emotional. You know, we all have emotions. We all have repressed emotions. We carry our family's emotions, our ancestors' emotions, emotions from other lifetimes. Earth, planet is a place of feeling. Everything feels. Flowers feel. Trees feel. Bugs feel. Everything feels. So we, in working with emotions, we're working with all of those the extensions of us that is in the bugs and in the trees and in the plants. And when we clear the emotions, I don't know that I feel anymore that the body heals itself. I see it more as a white sheet with smudge on it. Somebody just throws on our white sheet, which is all the emotions. Our job is to feel them. So they dissolve when they don't, when we don't feel them and dissolve them. Eventually that's what creates illness is what I think. So what I found mm. with my my breast cancers were because I stopped doing what nurtured me. I stopped dancing. And then five years later, I had cancer. But it was part of the theme of my family. My mother's family did not let girls be artists. They wouldn't let her write. So she did to me what was done to her. You know, so I I, I made my first dance audition in Manhattan and it was great. It was awesome. And then I ruined it because girls can't be artists. Then I got mm. cancer. And then I realized what was going on through the work I was doing. So I started. So I want to pause you for a second because I I can imagine some heads have already exploded just to <laughs> short distance into our conversation. I mean, I think for a lot of people, this, this concept that um, cancer comes from emotion might be quite foreign. Um, and if they're still listening, I would like you to say a little bit more. I mean, I think acknowledge that like, that's not the dominant paradigm, right? How did we get so far from that? If that's the case, how did we get so far from feeling our feelings or no, from the truth of that? Like if that's really the core of what causes cancer and, and really the, the trick of to healing it, right? How is it that we're so far from that paradigm as a society? I think because Western medicine is not about feeling feelings and it's the biggest kid on the block. They have every corner. You know, you drive through a hometown of Bethlehem, it's St. Luke's and we have a hospital over here, St. Luke's over there. You know what I mean? They're everywhere. They, they just keep popping up. And I, to me, that's insane. I don't, we also come from a culture that isn't, doesn't focus on what, what we feel. We don't do that. How do you feel today? I mean, and we all go, oh, I'm good. Nobody ever sits down and says, well, let me tell you. <laughs> this is how I really feel. You know? And it's not just about dumping our feelings. Our body stores emotions. That's that's you know, that's what happens. And when we don't feel them, if somebody's going to give you drugs all the time to make you better, which doesn't really make you better in the long run, you know, they they have toxic side effects. 
they maintain your illness more than they fix you. We don't have the mentality, I don't think, that we can cure illness permanently. And I just, I couldn't buy that. I just couldn't buy that. I thought, bullshit, no, I am not going to have cancer. I'm not. And I did a word to the wise. Don't ever identify with your illness, ever. It's like putting a tattoo on your head. My cancer, it's not yours. You didn't go buy it. You didn't stick it. You know, it's not yours. You don't own it. It developed in your body. And now you have to find a way to clear that out of your body. And it, it does. Once we resolve the emotional stuff, the body goes back to its normal, I think, a perfect state of being. So that's, you know, I just, we don't have a culture that says, yeah, let's feel. Let's talk about that stuff. Let's learn how to like ourselves. Let's learn how to love ourselves. Let's teach that in first grade. So we're not all crazy by the time we're 50. <clears throat> we don't have that culture yet. Not yet. I'm working on, we're working on that, right? Like yeah. that's, that's, I, part that's of what where I think we're going. Yeah. yeah. And there's a lot of people doing work like this now. I mean, there's so many people that are focused on tapping. Tapping is all about clearing your emotions. The Sedona method, you know, TAT is another one. EMDR is another one. There, I mean, everybody that's doing really good work, in my opinion, my mind, what I see is they're clearing emotions. There's another body of work out of Germany called German New Medicine. It's all emotional. So the latest research over the past several years is about clearing emotions. So, yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. So, um, what are some things, I know people work with you one-on-one. -on -one. I've certainly worked with you a lot one-on-one -on -one and, and I've taken some of your courses and we'll talk about some of those ways that people want to connect with you. Um, I wonder if you'd be willing to share some simple tools that people could practice and experiment with in terms of clearing their own schmutz on their white page. Yeah. So the easiest thing I know of and that I have gotten a lot of help from is the Sedona method. So just a quick word about the guy who developed it, just to instill confidence. I forget, in the 50s maybe is when he found, he was a physicist, same as Lester Levinson, 42 years old, and he was tired. And like so tired, he didn't want to get out of bed, didn't want to walk, nothing. Went to the doctor, they did all the workups, you know, the, the whatever, everything to find out what's going on with him. He was about to have a second heart attack. His heart was really in bad shape. And I think two kidney, two organs, his kidney and his liver were shot. So he drank, kind of angry guy, you know, lots of stuff going on. So he quit his job. He went home and he sat with himself for three months. And he just said, I'm going to figure this out. I'm a smart guy, you know. So he closed his eyes. And this is what you do. You go in your body and you just wait for an emotion to surface. Now, lots of us know what our feelings are about certain things. And you can certainly dive in and work with that. Three months, he went in, he felt every feeling in his body, jealousy, hate, rage, depression, et cetera. And then he found the person that he had that interaction with that made him feel that way. And in his mind, he forgave them and asked them for forgiveness. The key is really just feeling the emotions. So the hypothalamus, from what I understand, spits out a protein chain when we have a negative emotion. Like we get hurt, something based on survival. That that uh, protein chain goes into the body and the receptor cells in the body grab that and then send another chemical reaction to the brain that says, we got that. Putting your finger in fire is not a good idea, okay? 
So if we have something happen to us daily, say, for instance, you're in an abusive family or relationship or whatever, that chemical reaction gets thicker, 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 thicker. And when we don't feel that, eventually it says you're not listening to me, the body, I'm going to do something to the body so that you get there's a problem. It's part of the survival mechanism to make us wake up and go, oh, I have an issue here, which is what I did with my cancers. I drew them. And I danced them for a year. I took a training program in expressive arts therapy, master's level degree. And when you do that a lot, it becomes very clear. And I heard through the movement, the drawing, the writing, my body said to me, I want my creativity back. It yelled at me. It was like, whoa, I didn't know that's what made me sick. So that was the Mm -hmm. breast cancers. And the ovarian cancer was because I didn't want to be born. Not uncommon, especially with people that are really sick. I see it all the time in people I work with. They don't want to be here. They change their mind coming in. And then they get, so you have one foot wanting to live and the other foot is like, "Uh -uh, I don't want to be here. Very hard to go forward that way. You know, after a while, something's going to happen in your body. So, yeah. So the Sedona method, I highly recommend it. He developed that. He was completely healed in three months. That's amazing just from feeling his feelings. That's all he did. He did it a lot. I find a problem that people have is they think they should do it twice and be 100%. It doesn't work that way. You have to do it consistently. So the Sedona Method is a great little book you can buy. You know, it's, I just think it's brilliant. And I'm shocked that everybody doesn't use it or know about it because it's so profoundly helpful. Yeah, as is THT, the tapping. Yeah, well, that was my next question. So um, a lot of people I speak to don't want to feel their feelings because they're afraid they're going to get stuck in their feelings. My experience is the opposite, is once you sort of let them flow, you find that they do finally come to an end. Um, and and I guess I would wonder about whether tapping or you know EFT or EMDR, like some of these things that I think help really help to kind of create an opening for the feeling to move more quickly, perhaps if they're a detriment or they're a positive when you're trying to get your, get all your feelings out. Yeah. I think from other, not my research, but from other people that do this a lot and have developed their own programs, they found that EFT doesn't work for everybody. I don't know why it's not one of my favorite things. I just, I don't know. I just don't like doing that to myself. It's just, I think EFT EMDR is different, but I think EFT stops the trauma being triggered, doesn't get rid of it, but it takes the, the you know, the whatever our thoughts are running, running, it stops that in the meridian system, mm. right through the, that, that system. I, I am not that educated in EMDR, but I like we, I just don't think the tapping gets to the bottom I think you have to feel the feelings in that part of your body. And once you feel feelings, which is so funny to me, one day I was like, well, of course it's called feelings because we're supposed to feel them, but nobody feels them. We try to deny them. But if you allow yourself to sit with yourself and sit inside yourself and just feel whatever is in your body, eventually it just dissipates. That energy goes and it's not a problem anymore. So. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I think. Yeah. So one of the things that's really helped me that you have taught me over the years is 
in terms of clearing one's energy, this notion of like how much we carry for other people, like how much of other people's thoughts and feelings we're that att get attached to us, like some of that schmutz. Like yeah. sometimes the feelings aren't even ours, right? Oh, right. I would say at least 90% of our thoughts slash feelings aren't ours. That's a lot. So I figured this out after doing shiatsu. My first practice was shiatsu. And I'd come home at like five, six at night and want to go to bed. And I was in my 30s. What is happening? Why do I want, you know, this is weird. I don't want to go to bed now. I was wiped out. And then gradually, you know, things developed, other people developed systems, programs, et cetera. And I ran into this, I don't even remember where it was. This was in like probably the early, when was that? Maybe 2000-ish when I figured that out. That, <clears throat> sorry, I lost my train of thought. Bring me back. What? Talking about like other people's feelings and how we carry them around. And one of the things you figured out. Yeah. So I read somewhere that we carry other people's feelings. And I was like, what? <laughs> What? How do I not know this? How is that possible? So it's possible. People, we think that we're solid. Like we think this is my definition. This is where I am. Uh-uh. This isn't, this solidity is an illusion. We're really 99% space from physics. That's a lot of space. So this coagulates in form so we can function. But be, without that form, we're just wavelengths of energy, thoughts, emotions, and the human thought has a bandwidth. I put it here. I don't know where it really is. It probably isn't linear, but I put it right here. Those are my thoughts. I don't want to think my thoughts. We don't want to think our, our thoughts. What's in between your ears is your history and your memories. Nothing new. Wisdom comes from the heart. The heart has the largest electromagnetic current in your body. That's where wisdom comes from. And being tapped into the higher mind, I call it the higher mind, the God mind, if you will. So we want to think from up here, not from here. And I have two calls every week that teach people how to do that. The beginner call is on Thursday. And what has happened just vicariously, no plan, is that I've been working with a group of women on Monday nights since the day the country was shut down for the pandemic. That's three years plus a few months, right? They're now healing the way I do. They didn't know anything when we started. So my goal is to get people more aware and starting to think from here and then heal from here. So if this is a purer mind, when I look at you, so I'm going to look at you, I close my eyes. This is what a private side like kind of sort of i can see that wow interesting so your knees are knocking together your hips are in the right place but energetically so that's i work with the energy of a person so i see your knees knocking together well i know that can't be good you don't want to walk like that right so i'm going to move and i i always shake when energy moves through me there, whoop, I just put them straight up and down so they're not knocking together. It has, can I say what I think it has to do with? Sure. Okay. The the supposed, I have to do this. It's like an obligatory, I'm supposed to, da, 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 and that makes you, it makes you fall into yourself and then you can't walk smoothly. And then you get like flummox, like what's going on here? So without that obligation, and I should, and I should, and that's up and I should do it and da, da, 
you could clear all of that and then it won't affect your legs anymore or your, your trajectory, your mobility. I have found that if we clear the energy of a person first, then it's much easier for the body to heal because we took the root cause that was congesting the whole thing and not allowing you to think well, act the way you want to act, be triggered and not stop it. You know, all that stuff we all go through, that stops. And then we can function better. And the body goes, oh, thank God. I don't have the energy anymore. Now let me just go back to who I really am. Mm. I just got chills. So yeah. So we want to take people to wholeness, higher consciousness. That's what it is to wake up, to start to think from here. The heart opens, angelic beings come in, spirit guides come in, you know, and it's like a party. It's just, it's and so happy. You, you get really happy when you think from here. It, def, it really is a position. It's not, it's a different bandwidth. And when you get it and you're up there, and that's what I teach people to do on the call, we heal each other on the call as well. So you can also jump on the Monday night call. I think I'm charging 50 bucks now. And we work on one person for each call for like a half hour, the five of us together. And things just fly off you when you have several people working on you at once. So now I recently started a school called Heal Thyself.info. The site is almost done. It's not completed. You know, I'm not, I'm not a rocket scientist. And I don't think you have to, I don't think that they would know how to heal anyway, but that's just our favorite reference, right? I think we can all do this work. You know, we can heal ourselves. If you have a problem, like I, if you fall and you break your leg, go to a doctor, like go to the hospital, get help. But so much of illness is emotional. So we, I think for our own sanity, we need to learn how to take care of ourselves that way. So that's why I'm teaching it now. And anybody can come on. It's $125 a month to study with me. It's probably going to take two years to go through everything. And I'm building it as I'm flying. So right now we're just doing um, the expressive arts work where you draw your body. And in the body, different colors will show up, different shapes will grow up. And those are your emotions. I love this work because you you don't even know what's going on. You just draw a picture like Oh my God, look at all that stuff in there. And then one by one, you take it out, blow it up, feel it, find it in your body, feel it until it's dissolved and you get better. And I think we need to have that in our family health system, you know, because it's easy to do. I think we've been brainwashed that we can't fix ourselves. We can't heal ourselves. I don't think it's true. Well, and it's it's so beautiful that you've, and it, it, it's not a mystery why your tools are all so creative and so colorful. You know, you really honored that artist inside of you that needed to feel that expression in order yeah. to stay well. Yeah. And you don't have to be an artist to do the work, right? It's four-year-old stuff. We're not, yeah. this is not fine art. Anybody can do it. You know, bubble bodies, stick figures. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So people can work with you in the in the calls, and those are fifty dollars to join um, the call, the Thursday or the Monday call. To join the call is twenty dollars for the Monday night call, and it's twenty five. Don't ask me why. One is twenty five. One is twenty. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you wanted to work with the group, you could set up an appointment for one of the Monday nights. Oh, got it. So if you and- want to be in the hot seat and get the healing, get yes. your healing on. That's you- fifty dollars. 
Nice. As opposed to a private session with me. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Um, tell me about I am me and only me. Okay. So part of when I was figuring out why I was so tired all the time, what I found was that, like, for instance, let's see. So I muscle test people. So let's see if Kristen, is Kristen carrying anybody for, from her family? Yes, that's a yes. That would be a no, but that's my yes. Who's she carrying? One of her kids, her husband, all of her kids and her husband? Yes. So right now, damn it. So that explains a lot. <laughs> yeah. And everybody does. Even people who live alone can carry the next door neighbor's stuff. But what we do, what I have found, and this is going to hit some people not the right way. If I feel like I have to help you, like I have to help you, look at your hair is this or whatever. I have to help you. But you're not really interested in my help. And most people aren't. Most people don't want to be told what to do. They want to figure it out for themselves. Even if their face is in the mud, I did it. You know, we want to figure it out ourselves. So in our trying to fix somebody else, we literally go into their auric field and take their problem and take it home with us. Then we're thinking and feeling their stuff. If you live with somebody, your auric field is wide open as it should be. So we're constantly picking up the thoughts because we're not solid. We're not impenetrable. We're carrying the frequency of other people's thoughts around us. So I made a workbook. And this is the workbook. It's 60 pages. You can buy it. It's 50 bucks. It's a PDF. And what I did was I took five different people's work and some of mine. And I made a workbook so that it's kind of like a daily practice. So you go through the book and you muscle test yourself. Do I need to work with anything on any of these pages? Yes. Which one? Page 24, for instance. Some of this isn't going to make sense to people, but we have 12 non-physical bodies around our physical body. That physical, that non-physical is the first piece of us, the energy of us that then becomes matter, Right. So for me to back to your question, I mean, only me, everybody should say that all the time because we're picking up other people's thoughts. How do we know who we're thinking? Am I thinking Kristen's thoughts? Am I thinking my, am I thinking the guy over there? So I make this one of the things you do in the workbook is to make the statement. I'm me and only me. It separates you out from everybody else. So now you're just thinking your thoughts. And what happens is when you do this kind of work is you just get quiet. Your head stops. It just stops because the what we're doing is releasing all the extraneous noise that we all have in between our ears, thinking that, oh, they're my thoughts. They're so important. They're really not. <laughs> they're really not that important. We are better fed without thinking our thoughts are somebody else's. So when I started down that path of what's bothering me and why am I asleep? I was shocked, shocked at all the stuff that affects us. People have no idea. And for some reason, I was just kind of dragged into the energy part of it, not the physical part of it. So, you know, all our path, the, how I got, it's called Immunix is the main body of that work. And how I got to that was years ago, I had a fever 
January for five days, February 1st for five days, January, February, and March. Well, when I got sick again on March, which doesn't ever happen to me, I thought, this is weird. What is going on? And I was really sick. I mean, high fevers, you know, you take the sheets are all wet, you know, all that. I remembered that I found this website one night. So I went down and I put in flu and I did the flu protocol. And in 20 minutes, I was better. 20 minutes because I removed the flu from all the non-physical 12 bodies. When you have an illness, you want to remove it from the non-physical 12 bodies first, because that's where it starts. And the energy of that goes to your body. So you're just treating it the opposite way. Yeah. So I'm me and only me. Um, I'm grounded at 100%. All my bodies are in one rainbow. I'm on the right side of my highest possible dimension. There's a lot, but you just get quieter and higher. Like it's amazing when you're done with the whole work work, you're like, wow, I feel really good. I don't usually feel like this. Why? Because we're not clean. And because we pick up other people's stuff. And we don't know it's not ours, right? We don't want to run in and help people. That's, you know, the, the original definition of a guru was the person who took on their students' problems. They literally took them on and healed them for them. Hmm. That was the original intention. We are doing that vicariously just by trying to fix people. Instead of saying, do you need help from me? And they can say yes or no. Okay, no. All right, I'm out. I'm going to go do something else. Yes, how can I help you? Figure it out for yourself. Not do it for you. That's part of our culture, whether you're a codependent culture. So mm-hmm. you know, you're a good person if you're like that. You're not a good person if you say you can do it. You know, you just don't rush it to be the savior. And we don't want to save. We want to empower. Yeah. <clears throat> That's what's so beautiful about all your work. It's really about teaching people the tools to do it for themselves. Yeah. So I think I had this question at the beginning when I, I did that. I did the workbook course with you twice, actually, because I'm a slow learner. And I wanted mm-hmm. to, I, I I wanted to get to like, okay, what's the quick and dirty? Like, what's the one sheeter that I can do every morning or three times a day? And I think a lot of people will wonder like, well, how long does this take? You know, how long, if I'm, let's say I'm empowered with all this information and I've done your course or I've read through the workbook, like how, like what's, what's going to be my, you know, emotional and energetic outlay for this, you know, for this payoff. Probably not going to give you the right, the answer that other people want to hear, but I think healing is a lifelong process. And I made the workbook, I made the book as a workbook, not as a, you know, just something that you read through, but something that you work through. And I set it up so that when you learn it, it takes a while to learn. It's very different information. Yes, we do work with chakras and higher dimensions and higher chakras and all the organs and immune dysfunctions, we install immune functions, et cetera. There's quite a bit to it. You don't need all of it all the time. If you go through the index and you just, this is just for the workbook and you you figure out, you know, you muscle test, do I need something on page one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10. Oh, 10, okay. Go to 10, open it up and do that page and you'll feel better, right? The more you do it, the less you have to do it. So you don't do the whole book. You just do what's affecting you, negative entities, spirit attachments, poltergeists, you know, maybe there's something dirty in your ground. We can clear that up so you're not affected by ley lines crossing or burial grounds or what have you. Um, 
this is the kind of work that you don't want to do if you're not going to do it for a while. That sounds funny. I don't think it's hard. I think if someone wanted to get really clear and healthy, like on every level, because I don't think just working on your body is health. I think you have to work on all aspects, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, your relationships, your work. We're a, we're a life. We're not like a just a, an I. We're, we're a life, right? We have to work with our life. So I think when we do that, if you don't want to do that, this is probably not the right work for you. If that's what you want, if you want to grow and a, raise your awareness to a higher level so you think more positively, so you interact with more love, that's something you're going to want to do every week. There's something you're going to want to do every week. That's why I have the two calls teaching people. That's all we do is we go, I teach people how to go up here. And every call I hear, it's exactly what I needed. You know, every call they say the same thing. People need this stuff. We need to get beyond our human conditioned mind. Yeah. Right. And when I work with you, I do mostly just energy work. I go through your body. I clear up whatever you carry. This is what I really like this. Whatever you carry from other lifetimes shows up right before you're born. Right. So I can see that I'm a seer. Close my eyes. I can see what's going on. I can see your ancestors. I can see attachments, curses, cords, etc. And I just remove them. You can't do that yet, but you can learn how to do that. That's what I teach people how to see, close your eyes, feel, bring God, God's energy, higher energy in to help us make the healing faster and more complete. So in a nutshell, it's about raising your awareness to love and being able to live in love. You stop judging people. You stop criticizing. You're just not interested anymore. This feels so good up here. Why would I do that? <laughs> right? Yeah. So we look at the, the system that I like to take people through is I clear what you're carrying from other lifetimes. We have trauma from the minute our cells start to divide. So your mom is a, when your mother was a four month old fetus, you know, this, your eggs are formed four month old fetus. People don't know that that's, that's a long time with your mom, right? We live her life with her until we're born. So whatever's going on with mom, you know, there's only how much, how big is a body that much space to dilute that energy. Well, it usually doesn't. The the fetus, whatever's growing at whatever stage goes, oh, she's being yelled at again. Oh, it's awful. And we carry that then. And then like my mom, good example, is was Italian. And she was the first, the, I'm sorry, the last European group to move to the town. They moved in upstate Pennsylvania. So they were, you know, we do that. The, the newest kid on the block gets ostracized. Give you a hard time. And you're different, yada, yada. So that happened to her as a five or six-year-old. I felt that. I didn't know it at the time, but doing this work with myself, I went back and I could hear her feeling rejected by the other kids because she was Italian and they, none of them were. So I carried that. I got rid of that. We don't have to carry that stuff. We carry our ancestral, whatever their trauma is, whatever they haven't resolved. So we go through every step, you know, all the nine months in utero, clean up whatever you're picking up from the egg, clear the sperm up, clean the egg itself, your mom's. And then most trauma is pre-birth. That's where it starts. Now, the guy that did the research on that is 
Grant McFetrich, and his website is peak, as in the peak of a mountain, peakstates.org. And he's a, he's a genius. Nobody that I know, have read, have seen, have studied with knows what this man knows. He regressed himself for thousands of hours on the floor, left brain, super left brain guy, and went all the way back till he got to God or source, whatever you want to call it, and then went forward and found all the trauma, all the pain, what he found, and I don't do this, I do it in my own way. I don't do it like he does. But what he found is as our cells are dividing, God and the earth are giving us instructions to, to, to divide and grow in love. But because we pick up trauma from mom's family and mom, it stops us hearing those loving commands. So we can put them back in your body in a regressed state in utero. And you don't do the regression. I do it for you. So you don't have to figure out how to do that. If you're going to study with me, then you're going to learn how to do it. So we do that for, you know, we clean up all those nine months and then we start looking at, I find the things that affect people the most are how they feel about themselves or the things you were taught as a kid. We don't have enough money. There's too many kids here, whatever it is that we hear as kids, right? We can't do that now. You're not that smart, whatever it is. Those I think are the main the main deleterious deconstructive thoughts that we have. So that's what we want to look at and just clean up your thoughts. Just they're just energy in a frequency. And I can see them. And when I feel them, they start to go. So and I also do my biomagnetism, which is more for physical, I think for physical issues. It's really good for that. You know, kidney prop, whatever, whatever your physical thing is, I think biomagnetism is good for that. And you can do that on your own. You know, I just bought this guy's work. He has a kit. He studied with the Goys, Dr. Goys, the same people that I that everybody else started out with, and then made a self-contained, it's it's just it's a beautiful system where you clear the poor magnetic attractions everywhere in your body, one section of the body at a time. It's a maintenance program. I really like it. So I think, I think this is a good time to just note that you're one of those people who is constantly evolving and learning so rapidly. I mean, what, I haven't seen you in a couple months because the summer got busy, but like you, you know, before this call, you were telling me like three new things that I didn't know that you had like learned and started using in the last, you know, last quarter. And I think that for some people is a little hard to understand because some people don't operate that way. So as I think about sort of who's the right person to work with you, who's the wrong person, in addition to someone who just doesn't want to, you know, who's someone who likes suffering and isn't ready to like learn how to heal themselves, that'd be the wrong person, right? Um, and without judgment, right? Some people are like that, that that's what they're here to do is really drink from the trough of human suffering and enjoy every last drop, right? It's not me. But some people, people are checked out, yep. Everyone's a little different. And I think for some people too, if they're like the people that you've learned from, and you've learned from hundreds of people, you've mentioned a few on this call, but those people kind of like figure out a thing, dial it in and like nail it down. And that's their thing for life. You are not that person. You are the polymath who's like adding and morphing and mixing and merging and finding the best things and vetting it for everyone else. So that's another, that's another thing that some people might say, well, that's too, it's too, there's too many things. Who else wouldn't be the right person to learn this work? Somebody who wants a quick fix. Hmm. Yep. And somebody who can't, I don't know, I, I, I don't mean to be derogatory, but people who are not 
in touch to some degree are not going to, they don't get it. I find that people don't get it. Like men have a harder time with this work than women because women are more intuitive. That's what I think. And men don't want you to point out like, uh, you know, this is what you got from me. Oh no, my dad was a great guy. My dad never said, okay. I mean, what, you know, you're stuck. There's nothing. You, so you have to be open to that and you can't be resistant because res if you're resistant, you're just going to, the healing's just going to boop. It's just going to bounce off you. It, the body needs to be open and accepting, allowing what's coming in. Yeah. And there's, you know, I, I also, my clients, I prefer just because people get better faster if they have something to do at home, like EFT or the Sedona method or EMDR or TAT, something. We need a way to work with ourselves. Otherwise, we're victims. You know what I mean? People just become victims in their mind. Well, that's just the way it is. Or, you know, the government's like, no, we don't have to focus on that. We can make a reality that we all want. We can do that. That's the power we have. So that's, I want people that feel like that. Yeah, let's do it. Let's clean up our schmutz. Let's raise our awareness and create a better world. Yes. You know? Mic drop. Mic drop. <laughs> yeah. So, and and I want, you know, it's slow. The first course was in June. I think it started in June. And we taught, and you can get these on the website soon. Muscle testing, teaching people how to do this. I think I have five free videos that show people how to do that. That was the first course. And then the second course was Energy for Life, which is what I showed you before. That's my workbook. Um, so those are what's done. And people can, when the website's up, you can go buy what you want. One thing that I, that I will say is if people don't want to do the whole thing, say they just want to learn about curses. Well, then you go on the website and you, you you know you download the lesson for curses and you learn how to get what they are and how they work and how to get rid of them. So that's the goal of the website of the school is to teach you enough information that you can use this stuff and then you'll have a group to use it with. Because I don't think it works if you're just doing it by yourself. You know, we need people to bounce off of and practice with to get good at things. Yeah. So yeah. I, I agree with that so heartily. I think healing happens so much better in community. I mean, for so many reasons, right? There's accountability, there's practice, there's, you know, you're, you're on a parallel journey and there's something about that. That's kind of yeah, synergistic. Yeah. Beautiful. And you're being, you're supported just by someone being there. Right. Right. So we hold space for you to be you and to work your stuff out in, in, within, you know, good supportive people. Yeah. 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 So do you ever work with people like some people are local to you? You're in the Lehigh Valley like I am. Um, and some people will be able to come and see you. Are is it possible for people to work with you from a distance? Yep. I in fact I don't see people in person anymore. And you know, when the pandemic hit, we were all like, okay, we're gonna go online. And I found it easier. It's easier to read somebody's energy when they're not in the room with you. Mm. Yeah, because you don't get distracted. You know what I mean? Like, what if they have a new dress on and a new pair of glasses? You're like, wow, those are nice glasses. I love, we just work. We're just here. You know what I mean? So we both close our eyes and I take you on this trip with me. Right. So I'll tell you, go in this part of your body and feel that. What do you find? You know, I'm guiding you through it. Some of it you can't do yet, but if I feel, if I guide you through it, eventually you'll be like, got it. 
What's really interesting is that some people, and I don't know how you determine who's who, it's arbitrary, but some people, when I start working on them, I can see them doing the work on themselves. It's so hmm. cool. Yeah. I know, but it's rare. It just, you know, like I never know who's going to do that and who's not, but some people do. So arbitrary, meaning it's not necessarily the people who can heal other people or who are doing this at a higher level with you. It's more just random. It's random. Like it just blows my mind. I'm watching you do this to yourself now, you know? So, and I think the beauty of working with someone who has my skill set is that I have that skill set. Not everybody has that. You can develop it. I mean, I've watched several people develop it where we're now we're just healing with our mind. That's all I'm doing. I close my eyes. I look at you. Your third eye is going. So I'm just going to stabilize it. There now it's calmer. So is it distracting to you that, you know, we'll be having a conversation and suddenly my third eye takes, you know, turn for the crazy (laughs) Or I've got some sort of schmutz flinging all over me or my knees are knocking together. Like what, it must be very distracting all the time to be, to have that level of sight. Well, I don't use it all the time. I had to stop because, you know, it was, I don't want to see all that stuff on everybody walking down the street. The thing that throws me off is if somebody has a negative presence with them, like a negative attachment of some kind, dead grandfather who wasn't a nice guy or I mean, there's lots of things that can attach to us, but that those really nasty, nasty, negative beings that can attach to us, I can't tolerate being around that. And I have to say to you, you have to let me clear you or I have to leave because I just feel so bad. I feel crazy, crazy. Mm-hmm. Other than that, all the other things that I did with you, they they don't affect me. Just those real negative, harmful beings which they're out there you know and that's just to provide some clarity about that for years people thought that was a bad thing it's not a bad thing the dark is still in the light it's just the opposite it's duality dark light right yin and yang we are in a dual duality third dimension is dualistic because that's how you learn in a third dimensional reality that's my understanding so the darkness is just saying to you you got to go to the light That's all it's saying. You know, you've really got to let that go and go over here. Like people that drink a lot have a very weak auric field and all kinds of stuff can get in. And when we sleep, we get attached to other things. We have, we play, you know, with non-physical reality. The conscious awareness leaves and go does something else. So you come up and you feel bad in the morning. Well, you could have picked up something nasty on the other side. It's real. I am not a woo-woo person at all i like science and movement anything that moves that's my thing so i think i I think this work is very practical even though it may not sound practical to some people but that's only because i think i have the ability to see and hear things that other people don't especially when i'm working or when we're on the calls so i've learned my my perception is different because of that that I can hear it, that I can see what's happening to you, but you can learn how to do that. You know, I don't think that's impossible. I think a lot of people will hear you say, I'm not a woo-woo person. And they'll say, wow, everything I've heard up to this point, I would put it in the category of full on woo. Yeah. (laughs) 
yeah. how do you how do you make sense of that for yourself to me it's physics it's all physics and if it's like when people start talking about the fairies in the garden and they came and they you know touched my i'm like mm, not interested it's just it's not interesting it might be happening i don't know but it's not i i it doesn't happen to me mm-hmm. it just doesn't interest me i like i to me it's very scientific it's just science that we don't understand yet and because i feel and i i can see it i you know i see things i close my eyes i can see things on you i can see a curse i can see a cord i can see your father attached to your neck or whatever wait right now for no, me no 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 i knew you're gonna okay. say because i would say get rid of that stuff <laughs> let's see because they were just here is your, your father touched me he's not it they're not no but people do it's called a copy you know if somebody's curious about this the guy that developed this the genius i was talking about before grant mcfetrich he's a research engineer this guy is not woo wooey he's hardcore science and one of the reasons i stopped studying with him is because he won't certify you unless you spend four years with him i didn't want to spend four years with him so I did my courses and then I had stopped because I couldn't commit to that, you know, because he wants academia to accept his work. That's why he does that, you know, and he's like, he doesn't work. He charges 700 for a session, I think it is, but that session could last for two days. And if he doesn't fix you or heal you, you don't pay. He's the only healer I know that is like that, which I think is so commendable. But he's the guy that figured out all this pre-birth trauma by seeing it. He saw it in his womb with his mother. I mean, he saw a lot. His work's fascinating, fascinating. And I'll teach wholehearted healing. That's his body of work that is for lay people, I guess. So that's that's down the road. So the work is in chunks. You know, I'm trying to take you from the beginning and then give you a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. And can people join this anytime or does it start once a year? Like what is the admission? So far, it's been like every month or every other month is a new course. So they can jump in there, you know, Mm -hmm. just send me your email and I'll put you on the list. And like I said, I'm building it as I'm flying it. So I don't know, we could end up with a blimp or a hot air balloon. I have no idea. (laughs) it's going to be hot whatever it is there's gonna be a lot of colors they're going to be brilliant and super fun yeah super fun yeah well this has been super fun is there anything we haven't touched on that you feel like for a general audience who's new to this work would be helpful to walk away with understanding or knowing how to do or just hearing before we end people are more than they think they are we are much much smarter we are holy we are, I, at this stage of my learning, I think we are here to become God. And I don't mean the Godhead. I mean, the ability like the Christ had or Buddha had, or I think that's why we come here to be that, to change the world, right? To change, not, not through process and legislation. And no, we change the world through love. And this work teaches you how to get love how to be the channel of love, not human love, which is icky sticky, right? You know, you get, it's, we say unconditional, but it's not, it's very conditional. 
but we want to go beyond that. You know, we want to go to the place where I don't know how to say it. Life used to be sticky to me. It's not sticky anymore. I'm happy. I'm just up here. I'm happy. You know, I can go back down here and feel like crap, but I don't want to. So I stay up here. I think from here. Yeah, it's really simple. There's a lot of ways to do this clearing. It's not very hard. You clear emotions, you tap into the higher mind and you raise your awareness and you gradually awaken. And that's what it is to awaken. What that means to me is that I get to be the vessel for good, for God, for love. So I don't have to worry about me trying to figure it out anymore. I just say, you do it. Tell me, guide me, show me the way. I'll do it. Yeah, it's wonderful. Let me see if there are any, any other. So I've combined energy work with art. Frequencies. I have frequencies that I give people numeric frequencies that I love. That's Lloyd Mears' work. I have healed so many things with just repeating these numbers. That's all you do is repeat numbers. I also share source energy medicine with people, which is if you just go to that website, sourceenergymedicine.com, it's the third generation of the frequencies that healed my cancer. So it's developed exponentially. Now they're on labels. I don't think I have one right here. They're labels. They're free. You just go to his website, sourceenergymedicine.com. You can download these labels that raise the frequency of every part of your body, your thinking, your consciousness, by drinking water that's charged by these labels, and it's free. He's a he's brilliant. He's another engineer. All of these guys are engineers, actually. Most of them I studied with were engineers. Interesting. Because they get the science. Healers don't unless they study it. Is there anything else? Meditation, a lot of breath work. You know, I have a lot of little workshops are going to come in, like teaching you how to use the breath that's in your spine for enlightenment. Yeah, that's really cool. Constell I do family constellation work. The reason I do so many things is because I found that if, well, you know, I would, first of all, I wanted to heal myself. So I would do one thing and I'd feel really good, but that particular method didn't touch any of these things. So I had a, you know, then something else would show up, then something else. So that's, I found that each thing did something, but nothing did everything. And I still feel that way. So I have 23 different therapies that I use and I test you. I use the pendulum. We can test for nutrition. I mean, there's going to be a lot in the school so that you can take care of your body your supplements, your vitamins, your flower essence, whatever you need. We can do all that stuff. And I have this. I use this. I make charts. And then I use a pendulum. Which, you know, pendulums are really not woo-wooey. Any good engineer, I know you're laughing, any good engineering company will use a witcher who witches for water. They're, they're like 95% the good ones. So if you have an engineer, if you're building your house and you have a witcher who witches for water, if he's tied into an engineering firm, that's all they need. They'll come and they'll dig your well. You know, really? this is absolutely, my brother's well was dug like that out in Oregon. We hired a witcher. He came out. He's 95% correct. The engineering company said, who did you hire? We said, John Smith. He was like, okay, we'll be, we'll be over. So does the engineering company know that's the method they're using? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. 
because I think we are a conduit. I don't think it has anything to do with this. This is a piece of metal on a you know, on another piece of metal. That's all it is. But what it does is it picks up the vibration of frequencies. So whatever my mind focuses on, it's going to run through the pendulum and find it out. You know, I I do. I'm open to everything. I will try anything. And if it works, I keep it. I don't have to understand it. If it works, I keep it. If it doesn't work, I don't. Which is why I could walk away from medicine when I found the second lump because I had no allegiance at all to them. So, or to anybody for that matter. You're not helping me? I'm going someplace else. What I don't understand is people that keep going back to that. It's so painful. It's just. Yeah. Yeah. It's It's hard to watch. It's very hard to watch. Well, this has been a delight, this conversation to have with you. Thank you, Rhea. My pleasure. Uh, We'll put your email and your text number in the chat or in the, rather in the show notes so people can find you. And, um, and people can always ask me too, because I know how to find you. You know where I live. You live right down the street from me. (laughs) Yeah. So something to, I lost my train of thought again. People had to find me. People can call me. I'm more than willing to do, you know, a half hour call. Just talk to me about what's going on with you. And if you feel good about me, because you have to feel good about me. You know, I think that's important. And I feel good about, you know, if we click. Because you don't click with everybody, which is fine. Everybody doesn't need everybody's help. You know, there's some people for us, some people not. So that, yeah, they just call me. I usually don't answer right away because I'm busy, but I'll call you back. So awesome. So we'll we'll include that in the, in the notes then. Yeah. And if people are interested in coming to Trout Creek's workshops, like we're trying to get things rolling. So, yeah, no, that's fair to mention. We have, so Rhea has been working over the last year and a half to kind of bring some different kinds of opportunities to Trout Creek, which is my wellness center and office space. And uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll include links to that too. If there's, if there's a calendar that we develop, that's a good idea. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Yeah. All right, friend. Thank you again for doing this. Okay. Bye. Bye. Have a a good day. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the healing Grove podcast. If you liked it, please be sure to like and subscribe. And if you want to deepen your experience further, consider grabbing a copy of the Healing Grove Playbook. With journal prompts for this podcast and 41 others, it's the perfect place to record your learnings, keep track of the tools you explore, and reflect on your own experience. Finally, it's important to mention that even though I am a doctor, nothing you hear on this podcast, whether from myself or my guests, constitutes medical advice. Any intervention you try should always be discussed with and supervised by a trusted member of your own healing team. Thanks for listening, and see you next time in the Healing Grove.